0: Hi, this is By It's Cover, a marital journey podcast through picky movies, via only their cover on available streaming services.
1: I mean, that was most of the words Did that I we do say. Did I okay? <laughs> most of the things that I say, just not in the order that they normally should go in, but hey, you ha- tried.
0: Hi, I'm Bree Eggleston, and this is my lovely co-host.
1: Kevin Eggleston. I am the judgmental one.
0: Yeah, I asked to intro us today, and it was much harder than I thought it was going to be. Yeah,
1: I make it look easy.
0: You sure do, babe. <laughs> Kevin, what what movie are we going to watch today?
1: Uh, We are going to watch 2006's Hatchet.
0: Okay, do you want to tell us about the cover?
1: I do. Turns out, not based on the Gary Paulson novel we all had to read in middle school.
0: I never had to read that.
1: Because you went to a small town. <laughs>
0: Didn't get the good stuff. They're like
1: hatchets is for hitting people, not for doing readings. Uh sorry to our small town listener.
0: Singular. Yeah. Hi Shay. You,
1: yeah, it turns out you can leave at any time. <laughs> they they don't even try to stop you. Um, so, uh, looking at this cover, uh it's pretty minimalist. It's got uh a blood-covered, what is very clearly an axe. That's not, not a hatchet at not all. Not a
0: hatchet. It's
1: like you have one job. If you name your movie Hatchet, you got to have a hatchet on it. <laughs> like, well, <laughs> axes are just big hatchets. They're hatchets that grow up.
0: They're double-sided hatchets.
1: <laughs> yeah, and this one has a uh, blood stain on one side. Yep. And then um, some font that the. This movie actually has two taglines, it looks like.
0: Two taglines. Which
1: you can tell me it's going to be amazing.
0: I'm looking forward to this. It
1: says, old school American horror.
0: Okay. But then this is the one I think really drew me in was, it's not a remake, period. It's not a sequel, period. And it's not based on a Japanese one, period.
1: Yeah. Throwing some shade at... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> the early two thousands obsession with redoing and remaking horror movies
0: from Japan.
1: Well, yeah. So you had Ring, uh, The Grudge, The Grudge, and others,
0: and others. I wasn't really into horror movies back then. So two
1: thousand five, two thousand six. we would have had what, like the first Saw movie, and like yeah. the first, I think the first couple sequels, maybe. They just just done the Texas Chainsaw Massacre reboot.
0: Yeah, uh, clearly I think this one might be trying to ride that wave. Yeah. Even though it says it's not.
1: Oh man, and it just it's trying to be the edgy version of a horror movie. <laughs> like, man, you don't get me, you corporatist movie executives.
0: <laughs> I'll show you what it's like.
1: Like, we don't even follow the rules of the word hatchet in our movie. <laughs> like, we just use axes and we call them hatchets because we're rebels.
0: <laughs> we're metal. <laughs> oh,
1: that's enough of my edgy teenager act out. So, we're going to turn around and watch this movie, right?
0: Yeah. Do you, What do you think it's going to be?
1: Well, I bet it's going to be a man killing somebody with hatchets. I'm just going to get... Oh, man, did I get sexist by saying the killer's going to be a man?
0: I mean, it was 2006. It's probably a pretty logical leap to...
1: Oh, the movie's not going to be woke.
0: <laughs> I I doubt it. Um, here's, a, here's a good question. Uh, what color is the blood going to be? Is it going to be orangey? Look really fake? Or are they going to put some extra dollars into making sure that it looks realistic?
1: This movie didn't hire a fact checker for their cover art. <laughs> they just had some kid with Photoshop who did a Google image search, and it not even a Google image search. It, this was clearly a Bing product, <laughs> and just used the first pictures. Like, well, it could be a hatchet. I don't know. I've never seen it, and that's their marketing campaign. And their marketing campaign again doesn't mention this is going to be a good horror movie. It's just old school horror movie. And also it's not what's popular at the time. <laughs> I think we're going to get uh um, Hershey chocolate syrup psycho kind of blood where um, it's just clearly not real, but you're gonna see a lot of it.
0: There's gonna be a lot. I, I will double down on that. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Any other any other thoughts based on an axe with a little bit of blood on it?
0: Uh I think there will be Potential for boobs. I imagine girls screaming.
1: Two thousand six. I don't know. It was during that really chaste time of
0: maybe a ripped shirt or two.
1: Yeah, maybe probably at least some level of like provocative standing. Oh yeah, that was real popular at that time, where they're like they implied a character was promiscuous, but never actually showed anything.
0: <laughs> uh do we think we're gonna get woods or a cornfield
1: i don't know i'm gonna actually bet woods because you take a hatchet in the woods and i think i might be just basing that off the gary paulson novel
0: <laughs> i um, guess that's at least you have background knowledge <laughs> you can back it up cite the text yeah <laughs>
1: Not the same thing.
0: We're going to make a bibliography for our our podcast. Yeah, no, that'd be like
1: thinking Hamilton was based off the Blender Company. (laughs) But they have the same name. They've got to be the same product. I'm fascinated. I didn't even know they had those in colonial times.
0: All right, Kevin, should we we go watch what I'm going to assume is going to be a bad movie?
1: It is. But here's to be fair. Uh, the trade-off we made is Bree said, can I shoot the intro? And I said, well, can I pick the movie? Because normally we let her pick the movie. And uh, we'll see how this goes. Maybe this is going to be the new normal.
0: (laughs) I did have fun doing the intro.
1: All right. We'll see you when we get done watching it. And we are back. We just finished up watching Hatchet. Bree... uh, how was it for you?
0: Oh, oh, Kevin, it was, oh, it was an adventure.
1: It was an adventure.
0: What uh, did you think of it?
1: You know, I enjoyed it. Um, it wasn't the worst thing we've ever watched. It wasn't. <laughs> I then did a little bit more looking and I found out it has three other sequels.
0: Oh, <laughs> well, I'm not sure how that happened. <laughs>
1: Yeah, It just always, when I see movies like that, it just reminds me, like, take risks with your creative projects.
0: <laughs> because you just never yeah. know.
1: <laughs> I mean, this has a franchise.
0: <laughs> um, I do want to say that I was right in my estimate of there will be boobs.
1: There were. There were boobs. Um,
0: Lots of them because it was set. In Mardi Gras.
1: It's set during Mardi Gras.
0: During Mardi Gras in Louisiana. But I
1: love that they never really said it was Mardi Gras week or anything. No,
0: it was just very clear that it was Bourbon Street. There were boobs, beads, and puking.
1: And I also really enjoyed that... Um, kind of was clear they couldn't... Didn't have the equipment or the resources to film at night. So this is all day shots yes. of New Orleans. <laughs> um. So Hatchet is...
0: Are you going to summarize it uh, for us? Yeah, since
1: you did the my intro.
0: Go uh, ahead and summarize it for us. Take my I, take yeah. my role.
1: It's uh set in Louisiana. It involves a redneck that is either a ghost, a zombie, a mutant something that uh
0: deformed dude.
1: Yeah, that has part of a swamp that he he viciously protects because he was bullied and, as a child and as an adult and was accidentally killed by his own father. And then, Maybe. Yeah. And then it was the uh, protagonist is...
0: Ben. His name is Ben.
1: His name is Ben. But I just know him as that goofy guy from Bones. Yeah,
0: he was the super depressed intern on Bones. Or the
1: guy that wanted to be a robot from Grandma's Boy.
0: Yeah, I don't know that Yeah, one. I should actually
1: learn names. <laughs> but I don't want to. <laughs> and he's getting over a girlfriend. So rather than partying, or a breakup with his girlfriend, so rather than partying in New Orleans with his friends, he decides to go on a haunted boat tour.
0: Yes. And he drags his friend along. Yes. That you will know from Not Another Teen Movie.
1: He is the token black guy.
0: And that's... I mean that's literally who he played in the movie that was his title.
1: It was funny. <laughs> I was like, did he just use his lines from Hatchet in not another teen movie?
0: Yeah. <laughs> um so they decide to go on Oh. Is that your summary?
1: You know, it's close enough cuz you have things you want to get. I do. I I'm, I'm
0: ready to jump in. Uh they decide they're going to go on this haunted boat tour and the first place they go to hook up a uh, A trip, uh, is owned by,
1: uh, the guy from Candyman, Tony Todd, and Final Destination, and other horror. Everything. (laughs) Well, and not to mention the, we get a little bit of an inciting incident in this where, uh, a two gator hunters, a father and son duo, Mm -hmm. are hunting a large alligator.
0: Who is the father? Tell us. The
1: father isn't being Robert Englund, so. I mean, this movie just—it's dripping with like love letters to slasher movies and those like horror slash comedy movies that just kind of defined the '80s and '90s.
0: For those people that don't watch horror movies, who's Robert England?
1: Uh, Robert England is
0: Freddy Krueger. Yeah,
1: I I know that one.
0: (laughs) You looked like maybe you weren't sure. Yeah,
1: well, I was gonna call him Frederick.
0: (laughs) Frederick. So, we see this father and son get killed at the start Mm -hmm. of the movie, which comes back later. It's foreshadowing.
1: Yes. One of the female characters, I would say the female protagonist, she... Her
0: name is Mary Beth. Sure. And I remember this because they spent two minutes of awkward conversation with Ben saying, oh, you have two names. How cool is that? Mary and Beth.
1: Yeah. Well, most people only get one name. You get two. And it's like ever. Most, like people that have middle names have two names. Like, <laughs> it's not that cool, uh, but you know he's he's grieving. He he says he's with he broke up with his girlfriend uh, that he had for over eight years. Yeah, he finds out like he started dating her in the seventh grade, and it's not that...
0: the math on that's a little wonky.
1: Well, he supposedly also graduated college. I'm like mm, community college.
0: <laughs> he's like, got I'm, his AA. Don't I knock. Yeah, I'm not knocking
1: <laughs> his career path or his his like post high school plan. It just. <laughs>
0: If this is where it led you, sir, yeah. maybe you should rethink your future. Well,
1: because he also says that like, his college friends told him to take the boat tour. And I was like, you have shitty friends. You went to a bad college. <laughs> if They're like, hey, when you're in New Orleans during Mardi Gras, don't spend time on Bourbon Street getting drunk and seeing women <laughs> to get over your broken heart. Go on a swamp tour.
0: <laughs> I think the other thing that's funny about that is that... um. They tell him to go on this boat tour, but we learn later that the uh, bad guy has been patrolling these woods in this swamp for years.
1: Enough that Mary Beth informs him that there's a law saying it's illegal to go in that part of the swamp. Yeah. <laughs> there's a lot of scenes. So, again, this movie definitely leans on the comedy side of horror comedy. Yes. Uh, there's, there's just these moments where not only are we getting these homages, or not the homages, these kind of pop-ups from cameos, that's the word. Yep, there you go. Cameos from horror movie actors. Um, But we also get this scene where they're getting on the swamp boat, and the the crazy old man is yelling at them, like, this lake is closed, or this part of the swamp is closed. Don't go in there. And the boat driver says, oh, don't worry. That's just a crazy redneck. They always shout those things, and they drink their own piss. And you think, oh, he's just being...
0: Facetious, like a dick to yeah.
1: this poor redneck that's trying to save their lives, and they take off in the boat. And then the redneck's like, Well, I did my job, and then he actually takes out a jug in his drinking piss. Yeah,
0: I mean, it was just one of those things like, Did that actually just happen?
1: Yeah, so this movie, tongue firmly in cheek with it. Yeah,
0: um, I, I do have to say, uh, I appreciated the uh, when they did go to buy the tickets and get on the boat tour in the Marie Laveau's house of voodoo. Uh, you walk in on this creepy middle-aged guy filming two females trying to make a softcore movie. So they're topless and like making out.
1: Yeah. It was 2006. Um, we didn't really have access to good internet porn.
0: <laughs> so
1: a lot of late nights were spent with those girls gone wild. Infomercial type
0: commercials. (laughs) I think what was most shocking for me was uh, knowing that that was Mercedes McNabb who played Harmony on Buffy the Vampire Slayer. And I was like, "Whoop! never expected to see her boobs before.
1: (laughs) We didn't expect to, but we saw them a lot.
0: (laughs) Several times. Um, I
1: think my little favorite one was the old guy from uh, um, Office. Office Space. There we go. Yeah. Old guy from Office Space, the Jump to Conclusions Matt's guy, is there on a trip with his wife. And I like to think in my head canon that he makes the Jump to Conclusion Matt, gets a million dollars, takes his wife on a trip down to New Orleans, <laughs> and uh, goes on the swamp tour and then gets murdered. Which, I like to By think, the
0: way, he gets murdered. Yeah, I
1: think. Spoilers. Uh,
0: <laughs> Just but, keep listening. It happens to everybody. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah, we've kept him so well hidden for every other movie. But uh, I like to think that this is set in the office space universe. Because <laughs> um, until I have evidence that I am wrong, uh, I will accept it <laughs> as uh, my headcanon. So uh, the the villain, the monster in this is Victor, Victor and Crowley. And Crowley. Crowley. I like Crowley. But it's Cro. Craw- Good, good Omens did this to me, too, where they called him Crowley. And I'm like, but that's not, <laughs>
0: that's
1: not how you should say it. And I, I don't mean, know if I'm wrong. You're
0: I, wrong because, you know, there was a whole series made with it said Crowley.
1: I know. And it just it sounds wrong.
0: I agree. I'm with you on this, Gavin. I, I feel like
1: maybe let's, we're just disparaging intelligent birds.
0: <laughs> let's let's call him Neil Gaiman and yeah. be like, hey, BT, BT Dubs. Hey, we Neil, per-
1: <laughs> you're one of my personal heroes. But very wrong about Crowley.
0: (laughs) I don't love that. Look,
1: um, I'm actually, I'm burning one of your books right now. (laughs) You don't want me to burn another one?
0: Let it be Coraline, though, because that thing is really scary.
1: (laughs) Okay, I was going to say, I thought you were going to insult Coraline. I was like, man, we do not need to publish a podcast where we're like, "Mm," and that's our marriage is over.
0: (laughs) Okay, back to the movie. So, we're on this swamp oh, tour.
1: Well, we were saying, Victor Crowley okay. Crowley is deformed, um, in a lot of ways, like a Jason Voorhees character, except he's raised by a single father.
0: Yeah, who loves him, like, it's super sweet, takes really good care of him, is happy to live out in the middle of the swamp in a little cabin and just take care of his kiddo. Yep,
1: and Victor gets bullied quite a bit. Yep. And then one day, the bullies, it's Halloween night, bullies are throwing firecrackers to try to get Victor to come out, Mm -hmm. and they accidentally set the cabin on fire.
0: Mm -hmm. With Victor in it. With
1: Victor inside of it, he can't get out.
0: So he's got his face pressed to the door, and the door's on fire, trying to get out. The dad comes home, sees the fire, takes a hatchet, tries to break down the door, and the hatchet goes in Victor's face. And
1: accidentally, uh, I would say hatchet, but then again, not in a this hatchet. Movie, it wasn't a hatchet. <laughs>
0: it's definitely an axe. Very
1: angry about it. <laughs> <laughs> Hatchet's his child in the face. Well, not child, teenager at this point. We don't really know. Yeah, we
0: don't
1: know. Um, that causes Victor, we don't know again if he's dead or not because in the movie he keeps coming back alive. He's like a ghost. Yeah but he gets you
0: injured can, a lot. He can
1: get injured. Um be set
0: on fire.
1: Yeah, you can shot. you can kind of thwart him for a minute. I mean, it's just again very much like the Jason Voorhees. Yeah. But um
0: but he doesn't have a mask. He just has an ugly face. Wow. <laughs> He's very deformed.
1: And in this podcast we learn uh my wife is very shallow. Uh, <laughs> no, and Yeah, it just, again, is biting off uh, homages to other horror movies is what we're getting. Yeah. Um, You know, Jason has a machete. uh, Victor has a, okay, it's a double-sided hand axe, but that wouldn't fit on the cover.
0: (laughs) That's not as (laughs) whippy.
1: Oh, they were just really hoping that some, like, poor English teacher was like, oh, my God, they have a hatchet movie. We just read this book. I'm gonna show this in class. This will make the kids engage. Oh no. I could see it happening.
0: I could see somebody losing their job. Yeah.
1: Kind of reminds me uh, I had a student once do a book report on things fall apart. Uh-huh. Well, there's there's a 50 cent movie called Things Fall Apart. No. <laughs> Very different. One set in Nigeria <laughs> and follows a conquo. And his journey through yams. The other one's about 50 Cent getting (laughs) cancer. Yeah. So Uh, I can see this happening. (laughs) (laughs) And I want to be there when it does.
0: So we're finally on this boat tour.
1: Mm -hmm. There's a
0: bevy of odd characters,
1: a plethora of abnormalities.
0: Yes. So we've got two. Softcore porn stars, their creepy videographer. Yeah,
1: I middle-aged girls gone wild. Yeah, I mean it wasn't they not girls. It was
0: we've got the boat driver,
1: Mm -hmm. who (laughs) speaks in a terrible, uh,
0: terrible Southern accent. Southern
1: accent, and then when he it gets revealed that he's faking, running a legitimate tour company, dips into a very racist chinese or like stereotypical asian accent like is it mickey rooney and breakfast at tiffany's type Uh, accent i mean it's just
0: it's it's really
1: but again actors asian so yeah it's a choice yeah and then another scene he just drops it and they don't address it
0: and he starts talking with no accent
1: yeah well we find out he's from detroit
0: (laughs) yeah it was such a weird journey that they took us on with his accent. Yep. So we've got him. We've got the older couple, the, the porn office, starlets. office space guy, and we've got Ben, Mary Beth, and the best friend Marcus. You have
1: got the producer, yeah, Shapiro. Yeah. The, he films the the girls.
0: Said videographer.
1: He was a director. <laughs> okay, he was. An he artist. was
0: something. <laughs>
1: And you'll watch this movie and you'll be like, you'll be, you'll just be surprised. You'll be like, who are these people? I've seen them in things before. Yeah. <laughs> and you'll just play that game throughout the entire film. Uh, So, but the real star of the movie is Victor Crowley. Crowley.
0: Yeah. Which, I looked this up on IMDb. The guy that plays Victor's dad actually plays Victor as an adult. Yeah. And so I'm going, whoa, Inception. Yeah. <laughs>
1: It's a real Eddie Murphy moment for him. (laughs)
0: Low budget film.
1: (laughs) No, he's like a Tyler Perry movie. He just plays six
0: characters.
1: (laughs) Uh, You put someone in that much makeup, you won't notice. Uh, And Victor's obviously the reason why we're watching it. uh, Had actually some of the more creative kills that I've seen in horror movies in a while. So one of my favorite all-time horror movie kills is there's this scene in one of the Jason movies where the teenage couple gets just done having sex and they're in their sleeping bag and one gets out to go leave and gets killed. And the other one stays in the sleeping bag and was hiding. And Jason takes the sleeping bag and like grabs her and starts just bashing her against a tree.
0: <laughs> I'm not laughing at that. That's no. awful. But what the hell? I know.
1: It feels weird to be like, I have a favorite time when someone got <laughs> murdered. Uh, but I love that scene. This movie, I think beat it. Yeah. Um the, on
0: several occasions. Yes. Yeah, so let's go through the kill list.
1: Uh so we first we our first set of kills is the father and son that start the movie out, Robert England. Right. And the other guy.
0: And that's violent.
1: Yeah. Uh we see we don't see Robert England get killed, but we see him just dismembered. Oh and yeah. And disemboweled and yeah. chunked.
0: Stuff everywhere. Some
1: Campbell's chunky soup.
0: Nope. Too much
1: now, a word from our sponsors Campbell's Soup.
0: <laughs> I hope you're hungry. <laughs>
1: yeah, uh, and then we see the brother get killed, which he has kind of chunks taken out of him, he gets his spine ripped out. Yeah, oh, a lot of fake blood.
0: Yes, I told you there was going to be lots of fake blood. I called the boobs in the blood.
1: You work well with the bees, Breeze.
0: <laughs>
1: That's what I appreciate about you. <laughs> um. Our second set of kills, the middle-aged couple. Yep. So they're trying to get off the boat, which they accidentally ran (laughs) aground. And the Wilford Brimley-esque character uh, is sitting on a log, and an alligator bites him. So he's got to contend with that wound. They're injured. They finally make it towards the Crowley shack. Yes. And he gets
0: cleaved
1: in half in a like 20 second long chopping it was
0: so violent but it was so obviously fake because his shoulder was like twice the length that a normal shoulder is in order to get the axe down
1: and so much reused footage
0: oh so many
1: and then um he gets killed and his wife is running but she doesn't make it very far And the only way I can describe it is Victor treats her head like you were opening a can of Pringles with both hands.
0: Oh, man, it's so gross. And he just,
1: uh, like, pops that top.
0: Yes, he does.
1: And um, right at the mouth, and it opens wide. It's
0: like Black Dahlia, just yanked.
1: I liked my food-based analogy, but you can go with real-life horror stories. That's cool, too. (laughs) Uh, And then there's just this one little scene, and I again, whoever I would would almost be curious to look up who did the makeup in this and Uh the effects, because they had just some little choices that were so great. Because there's a scene where that he does that rips open her head, and her tongue is just dancing,
0: just Just flopping around, jig like trimmers, yeah, the worms and trimmers.
1: And uh, who's our next kill? Is it the? It's the director, isn't it?
0: Shapiro. Yeah.
1: Shapiro. Yeah. Um,
0: His head gets. Completely twisted around, right? Yeah, like full on one Yeah,
1: um, yeah, and then, gosh, what oh, we get after that? Is
0: it the brunette? Yes, or is is it the boat director?
1: It would be okay. So it, it's a twofer. Okay. So uh, our next one oh, is Oh,
0: yeah, it goes bam, bam.
1: Yeah, so they're they're kind of arguing.
0: They're trying to run away from the shack, but. They get
1: back to it.
0: They run in circles, of course.
1: The brunette is um, just being not situationally aware of a horror movie.
0: (laughs) She's the one that ran up the stairs. And this is
1: my favorite. (laughs) So Victor surprises her, and you hear what sounds like a chainsaw. You're like, oh, it's not a chainsaw. chainsaw." (laughs) It's a belt sander. A
0: belt sander.
1: <laughs> and he belt sands her face. Nobody does anything nope, to help. No, they're,
0: they're all just standing there like, oh no, what's happening? Well,
1: and then um, Ben yes, and uh, Mary Beth come running back because they went to the shack to get weapons. Yeah. And they come back with a shovel. Good yeah. choice. Solid choice. We learned in uh, Scorched Earth, it can be an effective counter to a sword. Yes.
0: <laughs> Gina Carano.
1: <laughs> but Mary Beth hits him with a rake. It's yep. not even a metal one. It's
0: a plastic
1: rake. <laughs>
0: it's not a great weapon choice.
1: Um so the boat driver, the tour guide goes to grab the shovel. He gets it taken from him.
0: From him by Victor. By Victor,
1: Victor knocks off one of his legs.
0: Yeah, full on slices like his calf in half. Yep. So his leg is flopping around like a pirate. Yep. And I'm going, how sharp is that shovel?
1: Yeah. <laughs> well, when it's swung by a redneck mutant's rage. And
0: so then he falls down.
1: He goes timber.
0: He and he takes the the Victor takes the shovel and does what you do with a snake, pops it on his neck, shoves down, and his head goes flying off.
1: Mm-hmm. And meanwhile we have the brunette, uh Running or like crawling around, she has had her lower jaw belt sandered off. Yeah, Again, she has my favorite.
0: No lower mouth at all.
1: Great effect. Then he picks her up and then slowly, not quick, slowly impales her on the shovel.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, and then who's our next?
0: So we at this point we still have Mary Beth.
1: We have we're down to three.
0: Ben, and then we have the blonde, Mercedes yeah. McNabb. <laughs> so we, she's next.
1: We and we don't see Mercedes McNabb get killed.
0: Yes, we do. Well, we don't see her get killed, but we see pieces of we her. We see the result. So Ben comes back.
1: They get the genius plan to fight the monster
0: by burning him alive because Ben had seen uh gas cans in the shack along with Mary Beth's dead brother and father, which was a whole nother dramatic scene by Mary. Oh Beth. yeah, we
1: find out Mary Beth was related to Robert England's character. Yeah,
0: (laughs) which is why she's there with the handgun. She wants to kill Victor.
1: Because, and she says, like, the best way to get a boat was to take this swamp tour. And I'm like, it's not. The
0: cheapest way (laughs) to get a boat was to take the swamp tour. Yeah,
1: was is great. And you're like, I need revenge, but I also have a Groupon. So these are going to line up well.
0: So Ben's in the shack trying to find gasoline. And he's hunting around and there's a raccoon that like scares him and he's shaking all these cans and stuff. And all of a sudden this blonde hair falls at his feet, rolls over and you see Mercedes McNabb's head. Yep. But that's that's not it. Then her torso gets chucked in on him.
1: Just the torso. Just I loved it. Just the torso. And it hits him, and he just, oh,
0: oh. Oh, God.
1: <laughs> the head doesn't startle him, but the torso is like, oh, I recognize that. I didn't get it the first time. Lots of blonde <laughs> heads going flying in this swamp. I need a torso to confirm identity.
0: <laughs> so Victor, of course, is following. And Ben has, in the last second, found this fluid of some sort, tosses it on him, I'm assuming gasoline, and Mary Beth has the lighter, right?
1: No, Ben has the lighter. Mary or Victor almost grabs Ben, and Mary Beth hits him in the head with one of those little hand rakes. Oh, yeah, that you use for yes. gardening. Yes, the
0: g- trowel, not a trowel,
1: not a trowel. It's just a little hand, a hand rake. rake. <laughs> <laughs> Full
0: on brain pan stuck.
1: I feel like this movie was spot- like had product placement done by like craftsmen. Home Depot. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and then they finally set him on fire. He goes up in flames, and they're like, "Yeah, Yeah, we got this." And then it starts to rain.
0: Starts to rain,
1: and the the weather in this movie is
0: all over the place, temperamental, yeah, (laughs) at best inconsistent.
1: So the the rain puts him out. They they leave.
0: They start running,
1: and then we get oh,
0: Marcus is still alive. Yes, at this point,
1: uh, the BFF they get chased into a cemetery. Yep, Marcus. Gets knocked down. Yeah. And he tells them to leave. Uh, Victor gives him a big old bear hug, crushing his chest. And then puts him down on his knees. And...
0: Rips his arms back.
1: Yeah, rips his arms And off. Back. Yep. And then picks him up by his feet. And, you know, my Friday the 13th. You bashes <laughs> him against a, a crypt.
0: But there is no sleeping bag.
1: There is no sleeping bag. It's
0: full on. I'm going to take this human body and chug it against a mausoleum.
1: Yeah. And then we get um, really like a rapid end to the movie. Yeah. Um, so Ben and Mary Beth are, are running. They think they're almost safe.
0: They're back to the river.
1: And Ben all of a sudden gets his foot impaled.
0: Yeah, by rebar. No.
1: There's was one of the gates. Gates there was the a gate
0: in the cemetery, and he, uh, Victor ripped off one of the wrought iron, yeah. Um, yeah, he was killed
1: by ornamentation almost.
0: <laughs> but as this is happening, right before he gets impaled, uh, Mary Beth says, There's my dad's boat, so they're heading towards that boat to get on the river and get away from Victor. And then Ben's foot gets impaled by this piece of wrought iron. as. Victor comes running towards them. Mary Beth says, shove with your knee as they are bending the wrought iron.
1: Oh, yeah. It's a charge of the light brigade. Victor
0: is running full steam straight ahead. You know he has to see this wrought iron it, like sticking out towards him. He doesn't care. He well, goes full tilt, impales himself. Yeah,
1: because he didn't pay attention. He never went to public school. <laughs> So the track and field days, he wasn't there for javelin <laughs> safety, which in high school, I saw a kid do that. nuh Yeah. Just walked into it, got it jammed through his side Ooh. real good. So I'm like, oh, this is flashbacks. It um, could
0: happen. <laughs>
1: so they do that. And then Ben's foot's still stuck. So they rip his foot off of it.
0: Yeah. So like he- pull out. So you just.
1: Yeah. Little- but I love when they finally show it in his Shoe has this nice, clean carve in it.
0: Yes. <laughs> like,
1: oh. But
0: then she takes her over shirt off to, like, tie it off as a tourniquet. And he ties it off on top of the shoe, which is not going to put enough pressure on it to actually stop the blood flow.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's not how tourniquets work. Um, again, but Ben didn't go to school to learn.
0: Yeah, <laughs> He went to school to party. Yeah,
1: well, he was with his high school... Middle school crush. Like,
0: <laughs> so they, out. they finally get in this boat. Everything is. You know, they can breathe again. It's not raining anymore. They're on the on the river getting ready to head back into civilization and be safe. And then
1: uh, out of nowhere, Victor pulls Mary Beth overboard. She's fighting. You think she's drowning. You see Ben trying to reach for her. We get the shot underwater. And
0: her reaching to grab Ben's hand, her reaching
1: to grab Ben's hand, she gets pulled up. we find out
0: it's Victor Victor had ripped Ben's arm off to psych Mary Beth out
1: again, yeah, just a cunning person with no like no reasons why he should be this clever at things.
0: <laughs> you see Ben's still alive yeah, in the boat,
1: hanging in the boat
0: arm just there's no arm, yeah one arm gone, he's bleeding out. And then it ends.
1: Then it ends. Okay, so another very interesting part: the song that they choose to do the opening credits to is "The New Shit" by Marilyn Manson. <laughs>
0: the
1: movie didn't license even one of like the top tier Manson songs.
0: <laughs> we didn't even get "Sweet Dreams." But
1: beautiful people would have worked better for okay. this. But <laughs>
0: hmm. we'll you're, have a discussion about. You're that.
1: getting high school Eggleston real mad. Uh, <laughs> But then you left because you were like, because it cuts to black. There's no resolution. I had to let the dog out. She had to let the puppies out. And um, I was watching the credits. They do like three covers of the new shit in various styles. Stop. We get like the first postmodern jukebox (laughs) to Marilyn Manson's The New Shit. (laughs) There's an old timey 1940s one. Like. It is not great, but I was just...
0: Were you entertained?
1: I was entertained. And I think that's the sums up this movie. I was entertained.
0: I was too. And I had several jump scares.
1: You did. And you kept saying, well, this is better than Voice from the Stone. And I was like, these aren't <laughs> the same thing.
0: Well, they were both in the horror genre. And I was scared no less than three times in this I'm, movie.
1: Yeah, but that's kind of like... I don't know. It's like if you went to an Italian restaurant and you got, like, pizza, and you're like, well, this wasn't very good pizza at this very fancy Italian restaurant, but then you go to, like, a gas station, like a 7-Eleven, and you're like, this is a pretty good pizza stick. (laughs)
0: Like, they're
1: in the same...
0: They're sort of the same, but different. Yeah. (laughs) Should we hold them to the same standard? Yeah, exactly.
1: (laughs) Like, there's a lot more craftsmanship in Voice from the Stone than Hatchet, like...
0: Oh, yes. my One of my favorite parts of this movie is when they were running, quote unquote, through the bayou. And they talk about the cypress trees. They literally are just shuffling because, you know, they didn't have enough set.
1: Oh, yeah. They were on a sound studio for all of that.
0: They did not have enough set to actually run with a moving camera. So it's just them kind of shuffling, scared through the woods. There was no pep in their step.
1: No. <laughs> No, they they hiked like we would. (laughs) Just like, should we just go back to the boat? (laughs) All right. Bree, would you recommend it?
0: I think if you want a good laugh and to see a lot of actors that you have to go on IMDb to really figure out why you know them, then yeah, go ahead. Take that journey.
1: I mean, I think this is one of those ones that's an easy one for us because we're both fans of like schlocky horror films. Mm Um. Like, we don't agree on any other movie taste, but we will watch a terrible horror movie together and it just brings us together.
0: Yes. Uh,
1: what would be a better cover?
0: Anything. Uh, I think The Shack. There is actually a really uh, well done art piece of The Shack lighting up via lightning uh, that they show several times. because can tell that they a, spent a lot of money on it and then whomever they paid for to do that sort of CGI they they were proud of it.
1: I don't think they spent a lot of money on painting okay. in this <laughs> I just think they spent most of their money on it.
0: I would say that shack, and definitely not an axe.
1: How about your movie's gonna be called Hatchet, not Hatchet on the cover. <laughs> that would have been a better choice and in case somebody ever wants to be like they're the same thing no a hatchet has got one side of the blade it's for light chopping the other side it so you can hammer on it <laughs> i googled it um,
0: <laughs> because you wanted to be right dang it i and felt i were. was right
1: and i needed to confirm it
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, kevin what would you prefer this cover be
1: you know um you it, know it's, it's funny because i looked also uh, at the sequel covers mm-hmm. and they really lean hard on victor Mm -hmm. and i almost wonder what would happen if you would have had that on there but then again this one's so cheese i mean it is so having like the horror movie monster so clearly shown i think takes away from the cheese i almost wonder if you do kind of like um, one of my favorite horror movies evil dead 2 Mm -hmm. where they have this skull just that skull like looking at the audience that like that thing that's never a scene in the Oh. but it just evokes a feeling for it I almost wonder if you have to do something like that for this movie because you don't want to spoil it for any people it's going to be cheesy, it's going to be low budget it's mm-hmm. going to be sh- schlocky you don't want to spoil the comedy aspect of it Yeah. because I remember when you could try to go too scary you get like cabin fever cabin, oh. such a cool cover with the tree limbs and make the skull Yeah. and then you watch the movie and you're like it's bullshit <laughs>
0: You could just have the cover be red, like blood.
1: You could. Um, I mean,
0: they obviously didn't go that route, or either of our routes.
1: Yeah, I mean, they have a movie franchise, and we have a podcast.
0: <laughs> Kevin, my question to you: Would you watch the sequels?
1: <laughs> I don't know why we say would we. Uh, when will we <laughs> is the better
0: question.
1: <laughs> so, Yeah, uh, I see some hatcheting in my future. <laughs> I'm actually searching Amazon for hatchets now Uh,
0: oh no Jess keeps
1: bringing up double-sided hand
0: axes
1: (laughs) all right Bree I think that brings us to the end here Uh, anything you want people to know anything they should be paying attention to where can they find us
0: they can find us on Twitter at buyitscoverpod that's Twitter at buyitscoverpod You can also find us on most streaming services. Check us out. Follow us. Subscribe. We're going to try to do this weekly. We have no choice uh, (laughs) to do
1: what to do weekly.
0: Kevin. Our relationship
1: needs it. Um,
0: (laughs) We do. do. This is a lot of uninterrupted talking time for us. (laughs) It is.
1: Also, if you find a better version, uh, better cover of Marilyn Manson's new shit, send it to me. (laughs) I'm going to start a collection.
0: Kevin, where can we find your comedy stuff?
1: Uh, You can, again, find me on Kevin Eggleston's page on Facebook at Kevin underscore A. I'll be in some comedy clubs all around the area. My local area here, so Tacoma, Seattle, all that fun stuff. Google it. Yeah. All right, folks. Have a good time. Thank you. Go watch Hatchet.